What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to episode 15 of More Wrestling's podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Morrison. I am joined today by 2020 New York State finalist, Avery Leonard. How's things going today, Avery? Good. Pleasure to be here. Are you guys practicing down there in Cooperstown? Um, we have not started practices yet. We plan to wrestle um, an April to June season. Uh, I'm not really sure. I haven't heard a lot about it, so fingers crossed i guess yeah we're kind of saying in the same boat up here um i guess we have two options march to uh april mid of march to mid-april or mid-april to beginning of june so us coaches were kind of doing a poll about that recently but i don't know what's going to happen but uh yeah so uh i usually start my show by asking how did you get introduced to the sport of wrestling all right um well up until the spring of my fifth grade year I had played basketball and soccer and baseball but my father had been working at SUNY Oneonta and he got like talking to the head coach there for wrestling and he wanted me to try uh, a clinic that they were having and so I wasn't really sure about it I thought like I still like basketball and whatever but I went and after like the first practice I pretty much decided that I loved the sport. And by the next year, I went and wrestled for a, a nearby school. And a year from then, we started our own wrestling club in Unadilla. So, so uh, did you wrestle, I guess, you were part of a different school. Um, maybe you trained there. But so like when you were in junior high, modified stuff in the eighth grade, where, where did you compete, if, if you competed at all? Um. Well, yeah, I go to Milford and Cooperstown does have a modified team that I could wrestle for. Just, I had already been wrestling like uh, off season tournaments year round and that just wasn't really appealing to me. The competitiveness was not really there for that team. So I just wrestled with our club, went to like um, other tournaments like Nyway States and all those and just wrestled with that team. Yeah, that's smart. I mean, modified system in New York State's not the strongest. And I guess wrestlers right. like the higher level wrestlers that aren't ready for varsity necessarily, whether they're big enough or whatnot, you know, don't really benefit from a modified season in most cases. Right. So, uh, you know, most people don't really know that Cooperstown and Milford kind of can combine forces and are one team. Obviously, you know, you're single. You have Cooperstown on the front and Milford on the back, but you're a Milford student, as you mentioned. How many other Milford students compete on the team? Um, well, last year I had TJ O'Connor wrestling, but he just moved this year and I'm not really sure. So I think I'm the only Milford student that would be wrestling this year for Milford Cooperstown. Oh, no kidding. I, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I obviously O'Connor was, you know, one of the ranked guys and he competed at States. Um, for section three and whatnot. So that's kind of a bummer that he left. Yeah. Um, what, what do you guys do for practices? You guys practice at Cooperstown? Yeah. Milford doesn't have any wrestling mats or a room or anything. So we would just commute to Cooperstown every day after school. And that's where all your matches are. I don't know if it was maybe a Milford because Milford's a purple, right? Yeah, we did actually have our first ever wrestling match at Milford last season yeah that's what I thought I saw a picture on Facebook or you know Google or somewhere that's awesome um, yeah that was really cool so like that kind of brings me like how does it being a 
not necessarily merger, but it, it, you're merging, two schools are merging to force one team. Uh, is that like a 15 minute drive from Milford to Cooperstown, 10, 15? Yeah, it's about 15 minutes. Yeah. Let's talk about your wrestling. You start your varsity career off as a freshman going 30 and one entering the section three championships where you seem to have began your rivalry with Mason Bush losing to him in the semis five to four. Had you wrestled Mason before in Peewee's? Um, no, I had not, but I had heard a lot about him. Like I knew that he was a stud wrestler at the time. So I was a little nervous going into that match and being a freshman and whatever, I wasn't really sure how that varsity year would play out for me. So I was definitely happy to be in that position and I was excited to go wrestle. So, you know, as I mentioned, you lost in the semis five to four, I believe you took third that year. Being your first season on varsity, most years, if you like took third in the section for section three, anyways, you probably get an at-large to the state tournament. But the guys that had took at-larges that year were guys like Devin Coleman and Merwin and Schubert. And there was another solid section five guy that were in the way. But with Coleman and Bush taking second and third at the state tournament that year, and you, you were right there with them, was that kind of like an aha moment that you knew you were, you know, right there to win a section three title, but, you know, stand on the podium at Albany? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, prior to starting wrestling in varsity, I, I wasn't sure like if I would be a state placer within my next four years, to be honest. But uh, after that season and having a really close match with Bush and everything, like I knew that I could, I knew that I could get up there and I could definitely win a section title and go to states and all that. So your sophomore year, you're up away at 106. And, you know, you got more exposure during the season. Uh, you went to Eastern States, which is a pretty prestigious tournament. You finished four and three, taking sixth place. Uh, looking back at that bracket now, it was just loaded. Your losses to were uh, New York State champ Dante Geislinger, um, as well as Zach Ryder and Rocco Camilci, who both played second and third in the large school states that year. How did you build off of a tournament like that? Um, I mean, I knew that I'd have to face Dante again. And I don't know. I really just thought of that as like another stepping stone. Like the goal was always sectionals and States and Eastern States was just a good way to see how I could match up. And I was proud of how I wrestled there. And yeah, it was just more motivation to continue wrestling hard and prepare for States that year. So you entered the New York state tournament that year as a fifth seed being on the same side of the bracket as Dante. Um, but I'm scratching my head looking back at the bracket. You know, the second and third seed guys were um, Spracio and uh, Caleb Svengala of Section 2. And you had already beat them at the Eastern States, I believe. Well, uh, Spracio maybe, but Svengala you beat at a different tournament. Um, you know, you lose to Dante in the semis, and then you wrestle back finishing third. But you're probably right there to be on the be wrestling on the center stage, you know, Saturday night. You're on the other side of the bracket. Yeah, I was definitely caught off guard by that fifth seed, especially since I had beaten those two. Um, but I mean, I couldn't do anything about it. So I just knew I would wrestle. And when I had to face Dante again, I'd wrestle him again. That's just how it goes, I guess. Uh, you know. How did it feel, uh, you know, placing at the state tournament your first year there? But, I mean, knowing you had two more years to achieve your main goal. Um, it was awesome. And I – going into the tournament and 
not had ma- having made it states before, I wasn't really sure. But I feel like I was at like the peak mentality and the peak co- condition I could be. And I think that's why I wrestled hard and took third. Um, yeah, I was just excited to be there, excited to wrestle. That's how I try to approach pretty much every match, every tournament, give it everything I can. That's cool. Um, so fast forward to last season, your junior year up at 120. Uh, you go two and two at the Eastern States with one of the wins being over Central Valley's Mason Bush. Uh, you beat him five to four. Mason is your last loss in section three coming from your ninth grade season. So you get redemption, I guess. Um, you enter the section three finals, 43 and four, where you run into Mason again, this time losing by fall in three minutes and 38 seconds. Now, I mean, I usually drive down to the finals of the section three tournament, but I was busy that year. Um, you know, most people could have already assumed after that loss that you would be getting an at-large into the New York state tournament. How did you spend the next few days before the at-larges were announced? Um, I was, I was like confident that I was going to get into the tournament and I took like a day off after the tournament and then just got back to work and started lifting because I was a little bit smaller the whole year. And I knew that I needed to put on some more muscle or like gain some strength to really perform how I wanted to at the state tournament. And I mean, obviously the loss was hard, but like I said about Eastern States the year before, it's just a stepping stone. And I knew that I had what it takes to get that win back. And I knew that I was going to work for it and get that win back. Awesome. You go into Albany as a third seed, you know, you wasted no time in your first two matches, pinning section nines career in a minute and 13 seconds. And then section four is Mason Welch in 52 seconds to advance to the semis on Saturday morning, setting up that rubber match with Mason Bush. Um, you know, what was your mind going into Saturday morning against Mason knowing, you know, he was a familiar opponent? Um, honestly, I knew once I saw the bracket that that's how it was going to play out. So mentally I was prepared for it, but I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't really nervous. Like I wanted that win back really bad. And I knew that that meant me getting to a place above where I had been last year and to, wrestle that match and lose and take another third place or possibly lower. Like I just, I didn't even, I didn't even see that happening. So I, I just put my head forward and I knew that I was going to put everything into this match because that's what was going to matter. So, uh, you know, in that match, you get a takedown late in the first period and you go into the third period with a two to one lead sealing the deal with the last second reversal, which, you know, seems to be a trend in your guys' matches. You ended the match with an eight to four victory. How special was it not only reaching the finals of the state tournament, but having your dad in the corner for it as well? That was probably the most important moment in my whole wrestling career because a week before when I did get pinned after being up by a few points, that was heartbreaking for me. And like, I went off the mat and I, went under the bleachers and, you know, just trying to regather myself. And my dad did come up to me and he told me like, you're going to get that win back. Like you don't have to worry about that right now. And so to get off the mat and go into the corner and to have him there, that was huge for us. Yeah. I mean, you guys have that, the coach and uh, wrestler bond. So you make it to the state finals and you run into Anthony Noto, who was wrestling for his fourth New York state title. He's obviously a hammer who's, he's now at NC state. 
you know, you leave Times Union Center with a silver medal knowing, you know, you have one more year to reach your goal. What did you take away from being on that uh, finals mat, you know, in front of thousands of people? Um, it, was a, it was an amazing experience. Like I've wrestled a lot of tournaments, but I've never had that feeling of like being the spotlight like that. And it just made me want to be back there this year even more. And uh, it made me love the sport even more. It's special to see like guys like you, uh, Micah Rose and Jake Knoll that were, you know, you're all three class uh, D guys competing at, in the state finals. And, uh, you know, it, it just speaks pretty highly of doesn't matter where you come from, you know, whether it's a small school, um, you, know, you can still reach your goals and be one of the best in the state. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, like that was a goal that, I mean, obviously everyone wants to be a state champ, but like I try to be real, really realistic with myself. And in my ninth grade year going into varsity, I really was not confident that that was a reality for me. And to reach that, that was like a big, like, I am getting better and I can continue to get better and achieve these goals that I didn't think I could before. So, yeah, that was eye-opening. How big was it to not only, like for your small schools, like in communities like Cooperstown and Milford to, you know, not necessarily, they don't have the uh, wrestling history to bring hardware back and put them on a, on the map, so to speak. You know, not a lot of people maybe have heard of Cooperstown or Milford uh, in the wrestling world. How big was it, those communities? Um, it was awesome. And like, yeah, there's not much of a wrestling culture in Milford and Cooperstown. Like you'll bring up wrestling to someone and they're going to think you're talking about WWE half the time. <laughs> but I, when I got back from there, there was a ton of people there to like welcome me back and congratulate me and support me. And like, even though there isn't much of a wrestling culture, it showed the community, like the community that I had behind me. And that was awesome. And it felt like, like it's an individual win for me, obviously, but it felt like a win for my area. Yeah, that's to awesome. Be, to, that's awesome yeah. to hear about. So like COVID hits in March, how did you take that? Not knowing when you would compete again? Um, when it first hit, I, ha I did have some like spring tournaments lined up with my uh, club team and I love doing that. Like it's always a great time to be able to compete with my friends from other schools and stuff. So that was a huge bummer. However, at the time it was two weeks. So I was thinking, oh, I'll be back on the mat in no time. Um, and I, I did still get to wrestle tournaments over the summer and I still did practice. So that did like hold me off. And I went into this school year thinking like I could still have a real wrestling season. Um, and up until recently, I hadn't really been struck by the fact that I won't be rest. Like I'll still be able to wrestle for my school and dual meets and stuff, but to not be able to go and wrestle sectionals and States like that, it's really disappointing, especially being your senior year. Um, but I can't really do anything about it. So I'm just trying to take what I can get and look to the future, I guess. So, um, some people were falling off course, um, you know, March, April, May, <clears throat> you know, not, not a lot of people competed in those times. I don't know if it was Carter Bear's dad or 
you know, I saw it on your dad's Facebook, but you guys have a pretty nice home gym. Is that something that helped you stay focused during those trying times? Yeah, definitely. And that's the one thing through like quarantine and COVID and having virtual <laughs> um, school, like to have that and to have wrestling providing like a little bit of that structure has definitely kept my head on straight. Whereas through moments where I even haven't even had that, like where we've been taking a little bit of a break or things like having no structure in your life like that, like I'm used to, it makes you feel like you're going crazy a little bit. So yeah, that definitely does help. Yeah. I feel that as well, you know, as a coach and whatnot, but uh, you know, just for the kids that, you know, need that structure in their life and need to be active and do stuff that makes them happy. Uh, but eventually you were able to, you know, compete on the mats. I think you guys went out to Wisconsin or, you know, Michigan, one of those places out there in June, you know, you, you were talking about the Gorilla Grapplers Wrestling Club earlier. Where is that facility at? Um, we practice in a barn in Unadilla. It looks uh, awesome. Yeah, it's great. Um, there's better facilities, but we've built like, we've built a family, honestly, with our club. Like I've been wrestling with some of these kids since my first year wrestling practically. And I'm very happy that we've been able to build that and have that group. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know how many section three people train there. Obviously, you know, Dill is a section four uh, team, but it is a pretty special place to get guys together and train and compete at. Um, being from a school the size of Milford who might not have the highest class size, you're kind of talking about your wrestling family. You know, wrestling has brought you friends and relationships with people all across the state and possibly out of the state. How awesome is it to experience that, you know, spending time at tournaments, whether it's in section three or, you know, with a gorilla team down in Virginia, Pennsylvania or elsewhere? Um, it's great. Yeah. Like coming from a school of a little over 300 kids, there's not a lot of, or even my area, like there's not a lot to do really like it's a lot of farms and stuff so to have that opportunity to be able to go out of state and compete and compete with your friends like that like sometimes we even make like a vacation out of it basically and uh outside of the wrestling it has been just as great to have that opportunity as it has been to be able to wrestle with those people that's cool. So uh, there's an upcoming journeyman New York state tournament being held April 2nd and 3rd down in Pennsylvania. Why is this event important to you? Um, it's important to me because I feel like it's the closest thing that I'm going to get to that state tournament that I want. And with it being my senior year, it's really my last option for that. And uh, I think it'll be a great tournament with a lot of really good kids and big brackets. So I'm ready to go there and compete and show how I've improved. And that's the biggest thing for me. You plan on wrestling in college? I do. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I know with the, the times are tough right now, but in the recruiting scene, you know, everything's kind of in a dead period. Have you been looking at colleges, whether they're in state or out of state? Uh, yeah, I have been looking at quite a few, some, some out of state, some in state, uh, it's really hard to make a decision right now, but I do know that I want to wrestle in college. I've gotten a few offers. It just comes down to making the decision on the best fit for me, I guess. Yeah, I know, you know, Bear 
talking to bear just you know you you, and you are you're a senior you're in more of a predicament but like not being able to go to a school and go on an official visit to you know really experience a school and the uh, wrestling team and coaching staff is kind of difficult um, but hopefully this journeyman new york state tournament you know pop lizzie has got a lot of people that he knows and you know it's going to be a good thing to showcase the talent of new york state so looking forward to that i have a one more question though you know with the success you've had and the attention you've gained between milford and cooperstown schools what is one piece of advice you would give to a person new to wrestling or interested in the sport you know at one of those schools honestly to while a big thing for me has been joining a wrestling club like if you are happy with being on your team for three months out of the year and you enjoy that like I'd say enjoy that like let yourself enjoy wrestling you don't need to push yourself if you're not ready for that but if you do want to be if you want to improve yourself in wrestling a lot joining a wrestling club or starting a wrestling club like my dad did basically that is like a game changer and it will introduce you to opportunities in the sport that you didn't know about introduce you to a level of wrestling that you didn't know about uh like a feeling of community and family behind you and one other thing i'd say is to trust the process because i know i personally know that wrestling can be so hard sometimes like you can go through droughts where you are just losing or you feel like you don't have it anymore. But if you continue to push past that and do what you know you're supposed to do and go out in your matches and try the moves you've been working on and just go for it and have fun with it, I think that a lot of people could take that and enjoy the sport and improve a lot more. And that's just the policy that I've kind of tried to keep. And that's what I encourage. That's well said, you know, coming from a senior uh, wrestler, you know, those were pretty uh, meaningful words. Is there uh, anything else you'd like to add or any shout outs that you'd like to give before I end the show? Um, nothing I'd really like to add. Shout out just to literally all of my family. They do everything they can to support me, like unconditionally. And, uh, Shout out to everyone at my school wrestling team, my club wrestling team. They're always there for me, and they're a big part of my success, and I owe a lot to them. Thanks again for uh, coming on the show, and good luck in this season, and I'm sure I'll see you down in Pennsylvania. Yeah, thank you for having me. See you in Pennsylvania. Thanks for tuning into this episode. That was a lot of fun. Avery seems like he has a pretty good head on his shoulders. The story he shared was uh, pretty awesome. You know. He him going from Milford High School to the Cooperstown Milford wrestling team, taking second at States. The uh, relationships wrestling has gave him, it really means a lot about our sport. If you've liked this episode, give it a five-star rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, give it a like and give it a share on social media. Get the name out there. More wrestling. Peace.